and welcome to the Veeam Community Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Vanover. This is episode 142, The Cloud, from AWS Summit in Toronto. Here we go. Uh, today, my guest is Eric Wright, a.k.a. Disco Posse. How you doing, Eric? Uh, very good, Rick. It's uh, nice to actually catch up at an event in a, in a town where I, I live sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got to tell everybody the funny story of how Eric and I met. Um, I want to say it's 2012 or 2013. There was a, uh, it was either Microsoft WPC or a, it probably was WPC because it was a larger event. It was actually in the South Hall here. We're in Toronto at the Metro Toronto Convention Center. A great venue, by the way. A lot of people think of North American cities for major events, and um, I am actually 100% pro Toronto for major events. So you know VMware, you know, listen. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so we were at this event and. You know how it is, you see somebody in real life, you have their name, or you have their Twitter name, right? So Eric came, came up, introduced himself, and I said, are you by chance Disco Posse on Twitter? <laughs> Do you remember that? Uh, it was, uh, yeah, 2012 would be about right, and yeah. oh man, it's, it's kind of funny, and I was like, you're the Ricketron, you're That's the real right. deal. <laughs> That's right, you put real names, to Twitter names, and uh, nicknames, and it, uh, then it all happened, so. So Eric, you know, hey, thanks for taking the time here to chat a bit, but uh, give a quick intro to yourself and what you do and, and you know, your background and stuff. Sure, yeah, so uh, my name is Eric Wright. I'm the technology evangelist at Turbonomic. Uh, we're an application resource management platform. Uh, my team is actually based out of Boston. I'm uh, based occasionally out of Toronto and uh, various airport lounges and such. Uh, so I kind of focus on the technical marketing and also the community evangelism side. I'm actually here today giving a community-based talk about open in open source infrastructure as code, uh, ironically using Terraform. So you know, I, I'm a big fan of doing things in all kinds of automation. Uh, so I've been blogging at discoposse.com for almost 10 years now, which is kind of wild. And uh, yes, yeah, so it's, it's going to be fun. I'm a big fan of cloud and a big fan of finding out whether cloud is right or, or maybe not necessarily right, which is kind of why people like to listen to what we say when we talk about this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a very important question is uh, why the cloud, not necessarily which cloud. Um, I do a lot of work in Azure. I'll say the word here, Azure. Nobody's going to come throw me out just yet. The hilarious thing, there's a restaurant right outside the convention yes. center called the Azure, yes. Azure Restaurant. I was like, I should, we should do a customer event for AWS customers at the yeah. Azure Restaurant just to really mess with people. That's right. <laughs> but, you know, AWS has incredible market share and incredible amount of services and stuff. So I talk with customers, in fact, I talked to a bunch this morning, you know, we're talking about how they're using AWS and then, you know, what I do here at Veeam, it's like, what can we do to help? And, you know, I love actually, by the way, finding the areas that maybe we don't have a solution for. I love writing up the use cases and getting my head around that too. Because uh, a lot of times organizations don't know. They're right. they're all about the build, the deploy, the support, the run, but they don't, you know, for what Veeam does, they don't always give that the same amount of thought. But uh, So I guess, Eric, you know, your topic of your community chat sounded very interesting. Maybe give us some highlights, you know, like how are, what are you going to present over in that session later today? Yeah, so starting with, first of all, using, so I've been a long time fan of, of a lot of the HashiCorp ecosystem. I've used Vagrant for spinning up local machines and local labs for a long time. And I use Terraform for cloud and VMware deployments for remote deployment. And they recently opened up Terraform uh, Cloud, which is their, it's like Terraform Enterprise, but it's a free for small teams version. It's cloud-based, it's centralized state management. So it allows you to actually do collaborative infrastructure as code 
and it's free. So what I did was literally two days ago, I converted some classic sort of Terraform open source local stuff into a Terraform cloud iteration. And it's wicked good, as my friends in Boston would say. So my hope is really to like help folks say, hey, instead of doing this thing all the time yourself, I can literally save you 250 clicks, I measured it, uh, <laughs> in standing out this like moderately complex single app that has like eight different AWS services and it's just 42 lines of code and I can run it, tear it down, run it, tear it down in a matter of like 48 seconds and it's, it's pretty cool to think that you can do that. So my hope is to help educate folks on how to be better practitioners and to think in a systems thinking model. And luckily, you know, I work for Turbonomic. We actually don't even have today a direct integration with Terraform at the time that we're recording this. So it's kind of neat that they really do give me freedom to help to drive better adoption of systems in technology and it doesn't have to necessarily be a straight layup to, oh wow, well, you know, Turbonomic would make this better. So I've got a huge respect for my team that they've given me the, the leeway to really talk about true community focused content. That's amazing, Eric. And have you started some of this on your blog or are you going to, uh, or later after the session have some At content? At 2.30, the, uh, the, the link will go up uh, because I'm going to, when I get my session 2.30, I've got a, a shortened URL to take people to it and I'm going to publish the session. This is also new. AWS generally did not do community content. So they've, with yeah. the AWS summits this year, have started to open it up. So they've got dev chats, which are super cool. And, because AWS has been very good about like strict messaging control. A little bit strict. Uh, yeah, and, you could say that. And what I found is the more and more they work with trusted partners and trusted technologists, they realize, hey, these are the people that are talking to people about AWS already. So why don't we give them a better venue? Yeah. And so, I didn't even have to go through a peer review with my presentation. Right. I can publish it directly. So this is really, really cool. I'm super proud that AWS is opening the doors more. No, that's great. I'll make sure I have a link in the podcast notes to that blog as well as Terraform Cloud. I think that's outstanding. Uh, some of the t uh, individuals on my team, Michael Cade, for example, has been getting into Terraform and I love this kind of free cloud offering. Uh, that's, that's outstanding, that's great. And you, you bring up a good point about the community aspect and you know the broader ecosystem and what I like to just call the spirit of technical evangelism. That's what I call it. And you know sometimes that you say that out in Europe, they'll ask you what church you're from. But no, 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 it's it's, <laughs> it's not right. that. But it's it's this whole community mojo that we have. And you know I love it when big ecosystems embrace it, enable it, and and also go one step further and like let their own staff participate in it. I'm right. sure you have that type of freedom. I have it as well on my team and my staff are technologists. We really enjoy it. I mean, of course, we have a day job and you know objectives to meet, but the thought is this is part of it too. This is how you build Mindshare, the top of the funnel, whatever you want to call it. So that's great to see Amazon embracing that because yes, they have been very uh, prescriptive on how the experiences at these events are to go. Right. Yeah, I get that. So. Uh, that's awesome. Well, uh, thanks for the tidbits there. And then I will definitely, maybe I'll put that in as a science project for myself. Because uh, when two or three people on my team start talking about a technology, it's probably time that I need to get my hands dirty with it. So. The good thing is there's lots of uh, open source providers that are plugged in. So they literally have dozens and dozens of applications and stuff. And really, if anything, I'll lay, I'll lay the product pitch down, right? The more stuff you do faster using other systems, the more you reduce risk 
because you create consistency of outcome. But that means you still have to do the rest of the stuff, which is protection, security. Like, yeah. So you're, you're moving faster, breaking less things. So contrary to the Facebook you know, yeah, <laughs> mantra yeah, yeah, yeah. of move fast and break things more, you, but because of that, you also then have to systemize the other things you do. So it gives you a chance to kind of also look at, uh, you know, like the way that you guys are doing stuff with VAO and, and really using API-driven interactions. Because everything now, when I, somebody used to tell me, oh, just it, we've got an API. Well, that's, that's great, but now what? Right yeah, now right, it's right, my right. problem. And I don't know how to use an API to use the air quotes on it. And when someone says to me, like, oh, how do you do this thing? They're like, well, easy, you know, you can just use the API. That's like saying, how do you play Olympic hockey? Easy, you just put the puck in the opponent's <laughs> net more times than they put it in yours. It sounds super simplistic. Right, right. And then when you suddenly you're, you're eight hours deep into documentation and blogs yeah. and error codes, and you're frustrated, now you're like, I don't like this API thing. So I have a good analogy here, and it, it comes from if you've ever done like home remodeling or construction or stuff like that. And actually, it's kind of funny because I heard this t told to me a different way, but it works. It's like, you know, this whole you have an API. Okay, great. It's a, the analogy I took away was, you have a nail gun, <laughs> and and then you have the nails, but that is useless unless you have a blueprint or the other side, the operator, right? So you yeah. kind of need all, you need a goal, what you're trying to build, you need the tools, and then you need the skill, right? And the API is one of the tools. It's not It's not the skill and it's not the blueprint. It's a tool in the middle. And ultimately, it becomes a thing where the API is important. And I used it for years, I've asked yeah, every vendor I talked to, uh -oh. oh my, hold on. We are, they're, they're about to open oh, the Oh, this keynote. is hilarious, <laughs> no, yeah. So we've got the uh, 15 minute for the keynote, so yeah. Sorry for the background noise here. We are literally recording live at the uh, uh, the Startup Talks Theater, which we're the only show in town here right uh, now. Apparently, yeah. But we didn't even reserve it. So what, when you look at what yeah. people do when, uh, for like a, literally a dozen years, I've asked every vendor who ever got in front of me when I worked in, uh, in uh, customer environments, and I would say, do you have a RESTful API? And it wasn't because I was going to consume the RESTful API, I was going to use software that would consume the RESTful yes. API. Yes. So I, what mattered to me was if it was an API versus an SDK, it meant that there was no or little development required mm -hmm. if it was an API. So that's really why I like, and I still to this day ask every vendor, do you have a, a publicly exposed RESTful API? Publicly exposed is a big deal, a big qualifier, because there's a lot of, you know, uh, what, what's the phrase, undocumented, un unpublished APIs, right? right? So inner tool, inner mechanisms of tools we'll use. We get into trouble sometimes when people find those, you know, but uh, there's always that side of the published documented, and that's that's actually that highest level of API competency, because right. I see a lot of, and you know, Veeam's done this too, but we'll make APIs just for the components, but not expose that anywhere. You yeah, know, if you go into the Swagger yeah. UI, which is like now people know what that is like they a can, lot. And so they can you, navigate it. Yeah, yeah, you can dig around and there's some stuff that's still maybe not necessarily published within there, but it tells you that you've got interoperability, which means you're sort of future resistant. And that's that's why APIs are wicked good uh, and why, you know, hey, digging in and using them directly is kind of neat. Yeah. But more than anything, it's just like learn how your other software is going to consume this stuff. Yeah. That's where the fun is. Outstanding. Well. Eric, outside of uh, this topic here at the AWS Summit, what else is shaking with you as a, you know, kind of a leader in the community? Any other side projects you're working on? I remember something was live on Twitter the other night. 
Is that the Design Master? Virtual Design Master. That was Still a month ago. Along. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. What's going on with that? Uh, we were doing a virtual hackathon, oh, actually, really? which was uh, a departure. So every year we typically do uh, uh, like a the only and uh, leading IT-based reality competition that goes on, and we actually have got quite a good following. We've literally given out well over ten thousand dollars in prizes over the course wow. of five years now, and you know five events over the course of six years. And last year we switched up, we did a more educational, and this year we actually hosted an online hackathon and very quickly realized that just like it's easy to use APIs, yeah, no one shows up when you do a hackathon, but we treat it as like, can we help ops teams become more comfortable with being involved in development experiences? And so we actually built an AI-powered matching system to match people with each other based on uh, mentoring and wanting to be mentored uh, connections. So oh, it's wow. a, a side project that I'm, I'm doing, it's called Rapid Matter, and wow. so I worked with a couple folks in the community. We built a working system just as a proof of concept and had a blast. So we literally did a 24-hour online hackathon. We published a bunch of it. You can go to discoposse.com, you can see it. Wow. Uh, go to virtualdesignmaster.io as well, and you can find some of that stuff. So we really, my whole hope and goal is that in the use of technology and our connections we've got in the world, can I have a meaningful impact on somebody in some way every day? And whether it's giving a community talk at AWS, writing a blog, working with folks like yourself and, and advancing other technologists, and it doesn't need to be technology, it can be like, hey, how do you become better at public speaking? Or career or, development, right. personal development, right. You know, and, uh, you know, a popular thing lately has been around a lot about IT burnout. I'm literally burned out about burnout. Like I'm tired because I've lived that experience so much that I don't want to, I've got so many great folks that are contributing good content around that. So I'm kind of moving on to some other, you know, sort of hot button areas that I find that folks are getting challenged by. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, it's, I just love the fact that, you know, you've been a great sort of like a, a light in the end of the tunnel for me is to, if I wanted to get somewhere and do something well, I've watched how you've evolved your career. Oh, wow. And a lot of folks that really gave me the drive to be an evangelist with a strong community focus, and then to work for companies that see the value in, in what that brings to the world. Absolutely, and what you just described is, if I ever need a definition of the spirit of technical evangelism, that is the definition. That's outstanding. Well, hey Eric, I hope you enjoy the AWS Summit. Great work on those uh, extracurricular projects, and uh, those are all above and beyond the day job. Yes. You know, so that's out. That's outstanding. My wife keeps telling me every time I was like, I've got a new idea. She's like, this, whatever it is, it's a terrible idea because it's going to need more time. I don't know. <laughs> that wife probably has good ideas, and we're going to. She has amazing ideas. She, we'll break the cloud here. The, Eric's married to um, Melissa on our team and the Veeam product strategy team, so she's an outstanding uh, resource as well uh, over here at Veeam. So. Eric and I kind of bump into each other and bumping into Melissa a bit every now and then in different communities and such. But no, Eric, thanks for that and uh, enjoy the rest of the AWS Summit. Thanks, Rick. We'll see you around the floor.